Who are they thanking? Eat the takimasu. It's just what you do. Yeah. So, so, so you—they're so not you even could... saying, "I thank you." It's just like, "I will partake." I will partake. That—that's really... the literal translation. So, so, for us. so, oh my gosh! So we've been hearing a mistranslation essentially mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah. It's like in German where it's like you don't say you don't say that was delicious. You say it tasted. That's usually, so literally what you say when you say something. Was usually, good, if you're gonna say like thank you for something like that, it it ends up being something like gochi sosamadeshta. Mm-hmm. Which ends up being like, thank you for running around like you're a chicken with its head cut off, getting my food ready for me. <laughs> but, which is about as close to an actual translation as it gets for that. That is so awesome. Because I was going to say, like, who exactly are they thanking? Like, I now want an anime that, that begins with them thanking for thanking someone for the food. And like, an eldritch god comes down like, you're welcome, my children. And it's just like, it begins then with, like horror just happening because you thank someone for the food but if it's an anime (laughs) the cosmic horror has to be an anime girl but then i think you think about it and there's already an anime about that (laughs) where freaking yarl holtep is one of the main characters and it's a freaking girl there's also that really sexy cthulhu game where it's like yes that one (laughs) guys i just want to share a very exciting piece of news that i just found what so Shaft is making a new anime oh, for 2021. No. <laughs> and guess what it is? Baki <coughs> Mono? No! Pretty Boy Detective Club! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm so excited! <laughs> it's Oron High School Host Club. Oh no. But with detectives. <laughs> I love this. Oh no! And it is the best thing that Nisio Isin has written since Baki Mono got <laughs> I love it. It's, oh. it studio, so Studio Shaft and mm-hmm. Isio Isi and Studio Shaft are like Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Pretty much. <laughs> Nishio Isi, I've like read some of his other manga. They, there's one called like Boy and Girl, just like Shonen Shoujo kind of idea. It messed me up. It messed me up. It was so dark and creepy and it just like, holy crap. <laughs> Nisio Isin is he's a very particular brand of mad and I love him for it almost anytime I watch it or like read anything by him I swear it f***s my brain up (laughs) (laughs) alright let's move on to the episode Lars, what time is it? It is currently 10.29, and I have a need for weeb. (laughs) I can't do the the goofy whatever it is. Welcome to the Need for Weeb podcast, where we all have that need for that weeb life. An otaku-themed podcast brought to you by the nerd asses at Camille's Harem. And that's us. We are the three nerd asses of Camille's Harem. Scott, Lars, and me, finally, Nate. Today, we're going to tackle... The upcoming winter 2021. Thank goodness 2020 is finally behind us. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We needed that. We still have one day. Knock on wood right now. Because we're recording this on the 30th. (laughs) Still, it's mostly behind us. (laughs) I can survive one more day if it means a different year. 2021 fills you with determination. To... It fills me with persistence. every anime that's ever been made. Yes. There's no time. There's no time to watch anime when you're busy being depressed. <laughs> oh, no. 
I used to watch anime to make myself depressed. But now I do it by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Those were back in my angsty teenage days. Lars, you were never a teenager. Don't lie to me. (laughs) You were always this. What you are now. I've always always only ever been a (laughs) 25-year-old. Yes, right. Exactly. (laughs) So just to remind you guys about how this episode works... We go ahead and we literally only picked out the shows that have manga this time before we've tried to talk about other shows and it just really didn't add anything to it. All we're doing now is talking about the shows that have manga that we're able to review actually have something to talk about, specifically like the stories and what we expect this to like turn out and become when it becomes an anime. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's our focus. We are going to talk about seasons that are returning just because there's a lot to talk about with that kind of stuff as oh, well. Yeah. But that's going to be more towards the end of the episode. Yeah, because we want to have time to talk about those. Yes, please. So are we starting at the bottom then? We are We're going to start at the very the bottom of our list. Oh, boy. Which, this is one that I love. I I didn't realize I'd read this manga before until I started reading it. Mm-hmm. And then I just couldn't stop reading it. Because it is the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. It is like, you take like Yudu Camp, like how wholesome <laughs> and and fun Yudu Camp is. And this is like, you add 50% on top of it. Yeah, it's extra 50%. And for those of you who haven't caught the name, this is the Caterer at Maiko Manor. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that that's what it's called. And like, if you want to look into kind of traditional Japanese culture, a lot of people just, they hear about what a geisha is, mm-hmm. but they don't really like understand like, what a geisha is, what their background is, like, like what, what their actual do. function is. Yeah, what their actual is. function yeah. is. And mm-hmm. Memoirs of a Geisha is not a good documentary of Japanese culture. Yeah, yeah, no, I can agree with that. <laughs> anyway, so, but the caterer at Michael Manor has a look at that, but it, it also plays the role of, like, just a fun gourmet anime. It's very fun, like, girl's life kind of anime as well. And so it ends up very, like, very fun, very fluffy, very, just very wholehearted. And, like, I love it. I love it. it. It is such a fun. It, I, just the manga. I can't wait I, for the I anime. I did not. I did not read. I did not read that far into this manga, but it was wholesome. It was really beautiful. I like the art style for this mm-hmm. one right here. Here, it made the characters feel real in a way that, like, only Studio Ghibli like really gives. Right. Like, Studio Ghibli yeah. gil- delivers anime, but it's not what you expect from from mainstream anime. And like, that's just the feeling that you get with this particular manga. Right. So the characters feel more real, but still has that cartoonish quality. And if they can translate that into the anime, it'll be a very, it'll have a very pleasing aesthetic. Right. From what I was, when I was doing my research into this one, we're not sure what the studio is yeah. for it yet. There wasn't still one hasn't listed. Been, hasn't been listed yet. Yeah. And there's no, the release date for the first episode is until February. So really? it's coming out a little bit later in the season is than a, others. Is this a Netflix sponsored one? For I chance? don't know actually. I just know it's it's on the list okay. as something coming Google out this that. season. So okay, it gonna, could be because because Netflix because Netflix does that to some of the anime that they get. Like Killer B is oh uh, for B no uh, be the beginning yeah. yeah be the beginning is returning and I know that the return date is not what they say it is because oh, it's wow. freaking Netflix. Yeah, they did that with Teasing Master Takagi. Takagi, thank you. Takagi-san. Which, by the way, is a very fun, very fun one. Which I think has actually had a returning season that I never actually got around to watching. Huh. Which is a bummer because I need to watch it. But that was one that I was like, oh, I want to watch it, but I have to wait until it all comes out. And then at that point, I'd forgotten about Mm -hmm. it completely. Right. 
All right, on to our next one, High Rise Invasion <laughs> by the studio Zero G. Never oh. heard of this studio. Okay, so I so I'm gonna say this right here. This this anime has the potential to get a cult following. Will it survive beyond uh, season one? Probably not. the The manga is technically finished. the The last chapter leaves it open for more. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see what happens. But like, this is going to be one that people who want to that people are gonna be like, oh, it's so smart because of what the masked people represent as they're forcing you to kill yourself is where where this is going. Mm-hmm. So I pro- I personally probably won't watch this. Yeah. I mean, this kind of thing doesn't really appeal to me in the first place. Plus also this but... girl has a very unhealthy obsession with her bigger brother. Right. That That's a hard note for me. <laughs> but it's okay because they're not blood related. Oh, bother. Yeah, that's <laughs> In in some cases, that's even worse. A little dabble do, you yeah. are. A little dabble do. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that's just like they rely so heavily on like the initial setting, and there's not an actual plot to it, and so it ends up lacking substance because of it. And like we said in one of the previous episodes, we simp for substance. Yes, simp oh. for substance every day. Mm. Every day, I well, literally put on the notes for this as like. Girl gets isekai'd into a slasher fic survival game, and then there's panty shots, and that's about all you need to know about this. And bra shots, too. Yeah. As a guy uses a bayonet to try to take off her bra, which I was just like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah, that's... Are we still talking about High Rise Invasion? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Making sure. Nate's just like, I am done with this already. Well, I've been I've been looking through the Zero G, the studio who makes it. been looking through their back catalog. They have, like, Grand Blue... My roommate is a cat. Um, a lot of these, <laughs> they haven't really had anything huge. Dive is another one. A lot of these are very pretty, at least in terms of like their their screenshots are pretty. I haven't seen any of those, so I can't talk to necessarily their animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the very least, I think it's going to look good. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I feel, interesting. I feel like I might, like, if I'm really bored one day, I might watch the first episode just to see. Just to see <laughs> where like, it goes. Yeah, but but I, I, I don't have much hope for this it. This one is a Netflix. It says Netflix original, so. Okay. Yeah, February. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. But that's not. Okay. Okay. okay well, Netflix let's... can do what it wants. Yeah. Well, let's move on. So Onwards. The, the Angels Animal Creation Department. This one's so much fun. It it very much has like the energy of like cells at work where it's like mm-hmm. explaining like different animals and their functions and all that kind of stuff. But it also has a lot of good humor to it too. Oh yeah. And it's it's so bizarre. Yes. It, it's like if you like the bizarre, you're going to enjoy this. Here's the thing. I don't know if coming out the same season that Cells at Work is returning is going to be a boon or a bane to this. Because I feel like the people who like Cells at Work mm-hmm. will want to watch this. But because there's two Cells at Work anime coming on out, I, quite, I wonder if people are going to feel overloaded and I, are going to yeah. pass this one by. Or if that will actually make you like, oh, this isn't the same vein? Of course I'm going to watch this. Yeah! If I were a betting man, I would put it into the former category in which, yeah, people are going to get overwhelmed by just the sheer number. Yeah. And so I definitely could see that this one will not do as well as, you know. As cells are working. Yeah. I, and I, I, well, it, yeah. It, and I think that I that that it's going to be a bane to this, the show itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's one that's like ever gonna break through like into like the a and s tier anime that everybody loves that's coming out this season specifically the 
um, the returning mm-hmm. anime seasons that everybody's like so excited for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's going to be kind of like a side note more than anything, a, note, yeah. a footnote yeah. to the other ones, mm-hmm. if which, anything. Which is sad because it, it has a lot of potential. Like I like how they get into like, this is how you create certain kinds of creatures. Right. And they just, it, it's like, why? It's like, why? You basically have all these angels taking up the slack because God's lazy. And so they're figuring out what to populate the earth with. Yeah. <laughs> and they're discussing how you create different kinds of creatures. And it's, it's fast, bombastic. Like if you're mm-hmm. like if you're someone who who just likes ridiculous dialogue, this yes. this will be an anime for you. Yes, very much so. Yeah. All right, on to the next one, Hortensia Saga. And this is our first one brought to us by Lin- Liden Films. Liden I Films. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Liden Which there's there's quite a few this there's season so by many. this studio. <sighs> I. <sighs> there's not much to this. There, there's not much to this. It, it, it's. This is Yuna of the Dawn on cheap. Yeah. Is what yes. this is. Yuna of the Dawn already did it better. And we're all, and I only read the first two chapters of this and already Yuna of the Dawn delivered more in its first yes. two chapters. Preach yes. it, brother. Yeah. Very much so. There's really not much to talk about it. I mean, yeah. just kind of your classic fantasy that's been done over and over and over again that's not an actual isekai. Yeah, it's just like, hey, it's like that someone mur- Here's the thing. By killing off the king in the very first chapter, it's like you, you come right into the middle of the coup. There's no reason to care about the coup. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. no reason to care about the characters. I was just like, I was rolling my eyes when I got to the second chapter. It's like, now you will enjoy these characters. I'm like, no, I don't. Because I don't know who these people are and I could care less. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. We'll see. Because I think, I don't know. There's there's so many other ones coming out with this studio that yeah who knows and this studio kind of has it's a hit and miss for me with their stuff so it's like they have some initial d movies they did uh the heroic legend of arsland which i actually really really liked i yeah. really liked yamada kun and the seven witches which they also did yeah but those ones are by like very accomplished manga Mangaka, authors yeah. which i think can make up for it yeah mm. and so as we go through this list we'll see a bunch of other Liden film works so literally our next one is which i will say this like i feel i feel like that is a real credit to some studios where like you've got um ufo table you've Mm -hmm. got uh bones shaft um where it's just like they can take or it's like they can take a story and add the pizzazz of their studio's personality Mm -hmm. and that enhances what has all trigger yeah 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 Yeah, exactly and i think I don't know. This studio is one where it's like, I feel like they're very safe, very standard. You know, it's kind of your generic anime studio, if I could say. Yeah. And so I don't see them really elevating the story any. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I don't think they'll really do the story justice. But the book is always better, even in anime or even in manga case, unless, of course, you know, your studio shaft and you make Kizumonogatari, which is somehow incredible anyway somehow like is more than the sum of its parts when compared to the book (laughs) book is still amazing but it anyway let's not get into let's not talk about shaft because i could go on for days (laughs) let's move on to our next one which is going to be otherworld picnic also by Liden films this one so the cover and like everything i by reading like the description and everything it made me think it was a completely different story than what it actually is. Because I would got this feeling as like, oh, they've got this doorway into this isekai world and these two girls go the other side. 
mm-hmm. and like go explore the fantasy world, have a picnic, have fun. You know no. what I mean? That is not what it is. No. Not at all. It it's not what you expect when you look at the cover. I, say the, this. The uh, I, I put my note right in here. I said this story gives me major escape room and annihilation vibes. Yes. And the thing is, this is yeah. that annihilation and escape room have two great concepts very poor executions mm-hmm. and that is what i'm seeing right here a really interesting concept i could care less yes, about what's yeah. even happening yeah it, it, it's kind of like high-rise invasion it it's got the same kind of feel to it going into it it's just like oh we're in another world now instead of well actually no both of them are in other worlds and there's things trying to kill them it just one's people in masks and the other one's just like weird shaky ghost things yeah, there, there, there was not, there was no sense of urgency yes. within the story, and it was trying to make you feel like it was urgent. I'm like, and I'm like, you can't tell me that there's a sense of urgency. You must show it. The art must communicate mm-hmm. it. And and so I just I could not get pulled into this. Yes, yes, very much so. It felt a bit contrived. Yep. Oh no. Yeah, extremely contrived. All right, let's move on to. XR. XR. No! <laughs> the anime that looks like it belongs on the Nintendo DS. <laughs> yeah, so no! The mo- so here's- Why Crunchyroll? Why? Because Crunchyroll sucks. Agreed. Because Crunchyroll tried to make High Guardian Spice a thing. <laughs> this is their this is judgment for that. No, <laughs> no here okay. X arm the manga is a story that is trying to be Ghost in the Shell without realizing what makes Ghost in the Shell so good. If it wasn't trying to be the next Ghost in the Shell, it would be a very entertaining cyberpunk story. Right. But uh, but because it's trying to be more intelligent than it actually is, the manga stumbles along the way. But it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable read nonetheless. The anime looks like it's just barely trying to function. Yep. If you haven't already seen (laughs) the preview for this anime, Google it. And it will make you throw up. It is disturbing how bad, like, there's, like, no preparation. Like, this is not usable material. And, like, I don't care if it's 3D. You can make a good 3D anime. There are good 3D anime out there. Somehow, this is is worth, like, I I heard someone say that this was, like, Ruby Season 1. I'm like, don't you dare besmirch Ruby Volume 1 with this, Ruby Volume 1 actually has facial expressions in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, and that's the thing, like, Ruby Volume 1 had to have been done with a smaller cast, like a small, not a cast, a smaller, smaller group. production yeah. group, yeah. But yeah, this one looks somehow even, like, twice as bad, or even more so. And it's like, how does that happen? Crunchyroll, you have enough money to be able to actually dump a bit of money into this. Apparently, maybe not, because they just got I, bought out. I, imagine this, like, being a fake and like it turns out to be like gorgeously animated yeah. but no one's ever gonna watch yeah it was just an <laughs> april <Yeah>. fool's joke <laughs> it's not gonna be uh, communicated over here no, in the states at the not. very least no <laughs> yeah. all right let's move on to one i'm actually excited about yes so we've got what's called kimono jihen or demon incidents i honestly think it's gonna be more like the the title's gonna play more along the lines of jujutsu kaisen and stay with the japanese title mm-hmm. makes more sense to me this one was a lot of fun. I really yes. enjoyed it. It it very much reminded me of the anime Inspector, but okay. with a better cast of characters and a more better interesting pacing. setting. Yeah, better pacing. Holy crap. Yeah, we get into the action real fast with this yes. one. Yes. Inspector failed so miserably because it like had a, like two or three intro arcs 
And then it's like, oh, we're going to spend the rest of this 13 episode season, which is like eight episodes of it, focus on this one incident. And I'm like, no, put it three episodes. That's it. You would have been fine. Mm-hmm. You would have been just fine. Yeah. So I want, so, so long as they don't pull what Inspector did, this one is going to run quickly. I love... I love the cast of characters. The cast of characters is so fun. There's so much fun. I, I kept, re- I'm still rating this one. It's so much fun. There's so many cool characters that you've got a fun characters. And even though the main character at times seems kind of dull. He's learning. He's learning. Yeah. <laughs> he, and he's actually learning. He just does. He doesn't remain dull the entire time. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? He He's building a personality as he goes and you can see it and it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, this one this one is definitely one that's on my radar to watch. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. No, for sure. I didn't have time to actually get around to reading this manga. So what happens when you work retail on the holiday season? Yay. Yay. Oh boy, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, just hearing you guys talk about it has made me very excited. Mm-hmm. And especially if it kind of hits that if it hits all the right notes, like Yeah. A good kind of paranormal shonen mm-hmm. yeah. kind of anime. I think it'll do a yeah. very good mm-hmm. job. This one is not going to, like, unlike Jujutsu Kaisen, which is very much, it has a heavy emphasis on the fighting. This one won't have emphasis on the fighting, but on the character development. And I like that. Yes. I am down for Very that much so. Because I am a simp for character development. <laughs> simp for substance. You all know that. Simp for substance. All right. Next one will be Bottom Tier Tomozaki-kun, the studio project number nine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've heard and after reading into this manga, I don't like it. I think it, I think like the setup and everything, people are going to like give it a try. But like the storyline's one of those things that I would struggle with. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of that same problem I had initially with Uzaki-chan. Okay. I don't have as much problem with Uzaki-chan anymore, but it was very much that like, somebody barging into your life telling you how you should live it mm-hmm. and that you have to change everything up because you're not good enough. Yeah. I don't like you, that. You see, Ozaki-chan worked for me because it was set in a setting and in a time. Not like not just simply like, oh, it's college, but like in a time where like where you're out of high school and you're beginning to discover yourself now as an yeah. adult. Like there's a lot of change right there. And there's going to be those kinds of people who walk into your life and you're like, why do I have this person in my life? Who will end up changing you? And, like, there's something endearing about the way that they went about it. This right here, yeah, this is just, like, I don't think that it can pull this off. Yeah. yeah. It it very much reminded me of... this. Yeah, this is the one that's, like... Masamune Kun's Thank you. Revenge. Yes. Why couldn't I not... I could not think of the name. Yeah, that one. It reminds me a lot of that one, but it does not hit the same notes at all. Like yeah. it does like we were talking about with X-Arm. It's like it's trying to be Ghost in the Shell, but doesn't know what makes Ghost in the Shell so like work in the first place. I feel like it's the same thing here with Masume Kun's Revenge. Yeah. yeah. No, very much so. I think just from the feeling of it, I think it might get some clout going into it. Mm-hmm. But if the story isn't handled well, and if the story's handled well, I may give it a second chance. I really will. But right now, looking at it, it's not something I think I would enjoy. Yeah. All right, next one. <laughs> English title would end up being, what if a kid from the boonies near the final dungeon moves to the main city also by Lidden Films? Uh, Lidden Films. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay, I will say this. 
I I actually like Scott. You're saying like I've seen this done before. It's never been done well. I maybe I just haven't come up come across these stories enough. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the naive stupid hero for a change. Okay. Usually I don't like it, and I think it's because the main character Lloyd is is precious. Like they like the the writer went out of their way to make sure that Lloyd is an endearing character. So you're not as annoyed with his stupidity. Yes. And it makes yes. the antics more fun. I think, and I think that's what saves it because I've seen a, like two or three different manga with the same kind of setup where it's like, oh, you've got this kid that's so OP, but like thinks they're not OP and won't believe anybody when they say it. And then they're just completely naive and they're stupid. This guy is actually precious. He's a great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the character. Like I actually love the character, which redeems him. Yeah, for being and, stupid, and, and on top of that, on top of that, like when you find out like his background and everything, and he's just kind of like been chided down to his whole life. You're like, I now understand a bit better why this character acts the way that he does because right. he doesn't think he's really that great, and by comparison, he isn't right compared yeah. to everyone that he comes from. That it comes from, and so he's just he's a he's a country bumpkin in the city who who honestly has kind of led a bit of an abused life. So like. Okay, I actually am endeared to this character now. I do yeah. want to see what they do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I didn't read, and I think I read like the first half of the first chapter on one of my lunch breaks. And so I didn't get far enough into this one to be able to make like an actual like decision on if I mm-hmm. want to read it or not. But just like listening to you guys, my my first thing is that I was like, oh boy, another isekai. It's not really an isekai. But yeah, I mean, it's not an isekai, but it has that like, you yeah, know. Yeah, it has that feeling to it. It has that it vibe. Welcome it's to the... a video game fantasy world. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It has that vibe to it. So, you know, initially my thought was, oh boy, you know, roll my eyes and dive into it. But I didn't get far enough in that I actually got any reasonable like progression. And so I haven't really been excited for this one yet, but I definitely, this is one that I want to keep an eye on because like you guys were saying you know you're endeared to that character and i could care less about the plot as long as the characters are fun yeah yes and i will say this belt the belt princess yeah she is too precious (laughs) (laughs) though she does start hungering after after the main character after he takes the belts off her and it's just like it gets did, a little awkward, did she but went, it's so Did she funny. go from, like, precious to creepy? I, I'm a little concerned. Poor and, little Lloyd. And our the, our and boy's going to get jumped. And the thief is amazing as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, let, let's just say there's so many great characters to this. It's it's worth watching the first few episodes, I think, just to, just if the characters are pulled off right. Yes. All right, let's move on to the last one by Lydon Films, which I think is going to be, it's not going to be the most controversial anime of this season, it but it's going to be a very controversial anime of this I'm season. I'm so excited. Which is Cells at Work Black, Black. which, yes. just so you are aware, when you go to like Barnes & Noble and you go into the manga section, if you find any that are wrapped in plastic, that means that there's, there's some big anime titties on there. There's some big anime titties and they're not covered. There's pornographic material in that thing. Yeah. And this is one of the manga that does, along with Berserk. A lot of the Berserk mangas. Well, that's because, yeah, Berserk goes all different kinds of places. Yes. This goes all sorts of different kinds of places. (laughs) One of these days, uh, like, side note, one of these days I really, like, need to do, like, like, an analysis deep dive of Berserk because... Yes. Please do. It serves it. It's so beautiful and it's so 
disturbing. But back to Cells at Work Black, I think this is my personal most anticipated anime, new anime this season. Because I loved the original Cells at Work. Still need to finish it. But I loved it. And I, I loved the setup. I loved the like kind of science behind everything. And this one just takes it to a whole new level while bringing it like to the extreme. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's, Cranks it up to 11. And there, there's, a, there's this doctor on YouTube. He's so wholesome. And he did like a breakdown episode by episode of Cells at Work. Oh, I've seen those and I love it. About about like how accurate the show is. He's like, oh my gosh, this show is so amazingly accurate about what actually happens inside your body. I want him to do this and just be all like, no, it's so accurate. But my eyes, the blood, (laughs) the liver is a a strip club. I love it. It's so accurate. Personally, I am going to be watching this one for the plot. Yes. 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 For both kinds. (laughs) Because not only is there... Mm, plot but there's also actual plots yeah yeah (laughs) my biggest worry about this one is the fact that it is by Lyndon films and not necessarily saying that Lyndon films can't pull off a great show right we've already you know discussed that he has their overworked because they've got so exactly many anime coming they out have this four anime coming out this season and they don't have I that bet, large bet, of a backlog i bet that they put i bet that they put all of their work into this one because they know i hope that so. this I one's gonna so. be the big one and the and the previews look like good. they're yeah look like they're pretty good so i really hope they put all of their hens into this basket is that how to say that's not how the saying goes eggs Thank in the you. basket it's called no, put, no, put the hens going, in it's going susan to, it's going to hell in the hen basket yeah going to hell in the hen basket <laughs> That's, f- for you, dear listeners, that is like a... Very old reference. That's a very old beginning of Camille's harem reference right there. Back back before we actually were a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back before we were called Camille's harem. Yeah, back when we were right. still the storyboard. The storyboarders. Yeah. All um, right, on to the next one, which is going to be the dungeon only I can enter, <laughs> which is... Which is very much going to feel like another isekai, and it is... Because prepare for ma- fan service! Because it, because it is a freaking, once again, like, I I hate this soapbox moment right here. Let Yes, Lars, get into it. I've been waiting to Preach. hear you talk about this. Preach. Ow! <laughs> senpai! Step ladder, what are you doing? Okay, so here we go. Oh my gosh. Here's the deal. Japanese storytelling comes up with some absolutely phenomenal places and themes. Western storytelling is still striving to get to that point. And that point, like, I firmly believe that there are some Western storytellers who do some absolutely phenomenal things, but they are, like, rare. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is super generic, which is why it pisses me off that for that, that for so many writers of manga and anime... That ever since the great success of Sword Art Online, almost all fantasy has become video game fantasy. And I've heard all the explanations of how it makes it easier to digest. Well, whoop de frickin' do. I don't care, actually. In fact, more people would rather that they be challenged a little bit. Fantasy has the ability to challenge someone. I want to go back to 90s anime fantasy where, like, they come up with some insane stuff. Oh, yeah. And really throw you for a loop. We need to go back to that. And kind of a shameless plug-in for, for a project later down the road here. But we are going to talk isekai and how and how uh, Western storytellers are about to overthrow the Japanese for isekai. Right? Yes. With, yeah. por- with uh, portal fantasy. Because American and British portal fantasy 
probably will out will overthrow isekai in the next decade yes unless isekai writers can freaking step away and from we'll sword have, art online and we'll have that on the camille's harem podcast right yeah so shameless plug for our other podcast the camille's harem podcast where yeah. we yeah, originally so, came yeah, from we are, yeah we're going to discuss this because yeah my upcoming novel is portal fantasy yeah. Which is, which and is I'm also guy. working on a portal fantasy novel. Yeah. So it, it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Although, uh, <laughs> it just, it just frustrates me when I see this because I feel, because when I look at this one right here, the dungeon only I can enter, if you stepped away from the genericness of just like, here's your, here's your video game fantasy, you like, sure, fan service and all of that. Who knew that boobs and kisses could cure your headaches? <laughs> That I actually, did. That actually I happens did. in the freaking first chapter. In the first chapter. Uh, but in it, but in any case, it's if, a medical miracle. It's Lars. a medical miracle. Don't hate on it. <laughs> if, if if they if you had come up with a more interesting dungeon and actually like what the curse is that holds the beautiful maiden inside the dungeon and how she communicates powers to the boy and everything, mm-hmm. you could have like a really neat, compelling um, story of sharing power, sharing experiences. Um, leveling up so to say but then like what are the limitations you could do something great but this writer went the cheap and easy route yeah just to get to the fan service and that is disappointing yeah yeah and you see it so many times in like japanese manga where like they they come across an idea that like somebody originally comes across the idea they think it's great they start running with it and then you see like a ton Everything. of copycats. This one's just a copycat of some other stuff. Another one I, I bet we're going to see down the line is, oh, I got kicked out of the hero's party. We're definitely going to see anime for that later down the line. I can yeah. promise you that. There's so many manga with that setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with <laughs> like taking a pre-established subgenre or even just like a uh, a setting or and running with it but you have to make it your own yes. you have to like use the world around you to actually contextualize that setting use if you're just like oh everybody knows this setting i'm just gonna plug it in and we're gonna and you already know what to expect so we're not gonna worry about that no mm-hmm. if that's your mentality then you're not doing it right like you have to actually have reasons in canon reasons as to why your setting is the way that it is in order for the story to work right especially and, in fantasy and the set and the setting is essential to character growth and development yeah. because characters aren't just interacting with each other they're actually they're interacting with the world around yeah. them what makes a high school story so interesting well it's because of the many crazy bizarre ways that high schoolers deal with simple issues exactly or with complex issues if you just put a bunch of teenagers into a room and never actually talk about the fact that they're just stuck in one singular room but they're just chit-chatting it will not be as interesting as the actual real reality of holy crap why are we stuck in this room let me out (laughs) and watch the bloodbath ensue (laughs) right another shameless plug if you enjoyed this kind of a conversation join us on camille's harem where we have these kind of conversations (laughs) all the time (laughs) all right let's move on to the most controversial anime that's probably come out in the last like five years and come like, out since Goblin Slayer. This will right. rock people more than Goblin Slayer. Holy did. crap, a whole lot more than Goblin Slayer. I mean, it depends on how they handle it. Okay. But we're going to call it at least... How far did you read into this? Just wondering. I've, I remember reading quite a ways into this I in read, the past. I read too far into it yeah. for my taste. Oh anyway, my so it's called The Healer's Redo, at least in English. I think that's a good working title for now. It'll probably have a different name when it... It's officially released. I don't know what that is. What What is the Japanese name so I can look uh, this up? Kaifuku Jutsushi no Yari Naoshi. That's uh, a mouthful. So K-A-I-F-U-K-U. 
I'm not even. Oh, there's a lot of that. <laughs> I don't see it on my list here. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's on page two. Well, no, I see it on the the dock, but I'm looking at upcoming animes. I mean, who knows? Like, uh, so as so uh, a little bit of the background story of what's happening as we're recording this. I have I have already driven eight hours to be here. Woof. <laughs> on my eight-hour drive here, I was listening to um, to a live stream on YouTube. Yeah, it's still releasing. Were, and they January were 13th. talking about like how they are getting bombarded with people saying, "Get ready for this one. This one's going to be nuts." Yes. And 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 I here's the thing. So the the very first chapter is a guy getting revenge on a woman who tortured him by raping her. So there's, that's a note for me. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack yeah. here with this. So having read pretty far into this manga, I can say that there's there's a lot that is actually enjoyable and somewhat like compelling. The biggest weakness to this manga or to the story overall mm-hmm. is that you get right to the revenge porn and it did not take the time to set up why yes. this guy's uh, revenge is deserved because there are parts later on where you realize what happened to him and then that's where you're like, I side with this guy a little bit now, and I actually understand some of what he's doing. But because it comes so much later on, unless you're invested in the mm-hmm. wackiness that's happening here, it's very hard to get into this. And that first need, episode and is that. just gonna oh, that first gonna episode is gonna feathers. rock yeah. a lot of boats, and it's gonna polarize the anime community the instant it drops. Oh, it's going it, like I, and here's the thing: I'm not even going to defend this. No, one. it's not defendable. You, you, you are you're either going you're either going to watch it because you feel like this is something that can be compelling, or you're going to flat out reject it. As I said, there are some things in here that are actually pretty compelling, and then there's other things where I'm just like, this is bad, and I'm just mm-hmm. going like I, I'm just going to dive a little bit further yeah, into this right it. here. I ducked out of the manga because the character the character like I, I have to compare this to Goblin Slayer because people yeah. are immediately going to compare this to Goblin Slayer. Goblin Slayer works because Goblin Slayer as a character begins to become human. The very beginning of the story, he is a goblin to the other goblins. He is this raider, this murderer, this destroyer and, and he even describes himself like that. Throughout the different arcs of Goblin Slayer, the characters in his life, from Cowgirl to Priestess to Elf Archer to uh, Dwarf Cleric uh, to Lizard Shaman, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, all of them try to help him discover his humanity. And he slowly discovers it as he goes along. And that will be ultimately what saves him if he does, if he can be saved. Whereas in this one, the healer descends to such a point where... He is now the official villain of the story. Yes. And the thing is, is that that's actually not a bad place to go. The problem is, is that when a character becomes the villain of their own story, you either have you you have to do a couple of things in order to make it work. You have to completely justify why they should then win, which as I point which as I said already was not very well established. So it's right. hard to get behind them. And then option two. The person realizes completely that they are the villain and, and and like full on accepts that they are going to perish. This is what the movie Serenity does with mm-hmm. its main villain, which makes him so terrifying because you know he doesn't want to live in the world that he's creating, which makes him so terrifying. Right. You don't have that. The other thing is when they realize I have just become the villain and now I need to redeem myself. This guy has no desire to be redeemed. Yeah. yeah. Because it does not have those three things, the story... Uh, the story will then only appeal to people who want to go to a very dark place. So that is my take 
on this whole story. I'm basically throwing spoilers your way. Use them however you will. Yeah, it's... I, I feel I feel like I will watch a couple of the episodes because I like some of the stuff that happens at the beginning, but then I'm going to check out. Yeah, so. and honestly, what's going to go on with this, it's going to be... In my opinion, it's probably going to be more interesting to watch this blow up in the yes. anime community than it is actually to watch the show. Yeah. Yes. I know. I maybe it's it's mostly just my own personal history and my family history mostly, but rape is a very touchy subject in my household, and so mm-hmm. and and that's the thing, like. You have the start of Rise of the Shield Hero, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Oh, this is traumatic. This is triggering kind of stuff." Yeah, and like and then that, you get, and like that one wasn't that bad. Like you look no, back on yeah. it, it wasn't that bad. It, there hardly was anything. There was no. This there wasn't is, even any sexual interactions yeah. with the, between the characters. It was all implied, right? Yeah. And this is actually problematic. This is actually triggering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, just warning you now, if you've got that kind of like, if you could be triggered by yeah. something like that. I wouldn't touch this. No, yeah, no, because this will it. trigger you this, instantly. Yeah. This will take you to very dark places. Yes, and I am. How do I say this? If there is, I'm, I'm all for redemption. You know, I'm all for you know people make mistakes, even something as horrendous as rape. Somebody will make that mistake, and it's a horrendous thing to do. But I still think that people can be redeemed from. That's my personal opinion. Now. I think that there's a lot that has to that person will there's have a, to yes. go through in order to find redemption, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that that person is going to And you have to understand redemption is different than forgiveness. Yeah. He's likely never going to be forgiven for what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But redemption's a different matter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's one of the reasons why for instance why the shield hero or why goblin slayer works so well. Shield hero uh now for me is like he's not like the people the people who hate him at least at this point in the story still hate him but yeah. to himself and to the people who matter he is redeemed as, a, as yes. an individual and for goblin slayer his redemption is an ongoing process as he is discovering yeah. his humanity yeah and that's one thing like there's remorse there's change there's becoming better but if the character has no desire to do that yeah, no remorse this character no, does not then yeah it's it's gonna be a note for me. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I might watch an episode just to just to see what it is, but. Well, there, there, as I said, there are certain things that I want to see how they how they do it, like how, how they execute it. That's a morbid sense of curiosity for mm-hmm. me to yeah. parts of the manga that I enjoyed. Yeah. And just as a side note, before we move on, it is animated by TNK, which is most notably known for High School DXD. Uh, okay. So the that, fan service is going could, to be oh, that could very be even more extreme. problematic. Oh, this yeah. is going, I, I mean, yeah, this is going to be. Yeah, you get some full on like, here, let me insert my dick here. It yeah. shots inside in the in this manga. This man, this manga is this manga is one I wouldn't even recommend. Like, I recommend Berserk because like L, the sexual stuff in Berserk serves a much higher purpose mm-hmm. thematically. Yeah. This is just this is just dark gratification. And and before and before I and before I'm gonna cut off people before they're all like before they're all like, well this is some horrible man in his mother's basement in the corner. This is written by a woman. Wow. So Did not know that <laughs> so uh, so put so throw it so throwing that on out there, it's not just guys who can write this kind of garbage. Women can do it too. Make of that what you will. Yep. I suggest you let that marinate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's I move think... on to one. I'm at. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, I don't remember what yeah, I'm doing. We, we, 
We were on that one for a little while, yeah. but I feel there I was feel, one more point I wanted to hit. But what was it? Sometimes you just have to like be like, okay, guys, this is this is a big one yeah. to unpack because this one this yeah. one is not meant to be entertaining. Yeah. If, oh, if you're entertained by it, you and I need to have a conversation. If you want to watch, this is what my point was. <laughs> if you actually want to watch borderline hentai, that is slightly problematic. Cut this out isn't the slightly. Well, yeah, no. If you want to watch borderline hentai, watch one that's not problematic and go watch inner species reviewers (laughs) that is actually a good time and if you if you watch it alone then you could easily you know get a little sexual pleasure off of it that's fine (laughs) there's nothing illegal actually happening in that at least not within that world no because they are paying for those services yes which i mean i guess is illegal in some places but (laughs) but it's consensual right they're all adults. It's fine. It's consensual. Including that poor angel. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the manga for that literally, like, it starts off and like, oh, we're going to, like, review all these different things that, like, all these different, like, prostitutes. Yeah. And it's great. But then, like, the farther into the story you go, the more actual plot you get yeah. other than, like, the boobs and the sex. Yeah. And that's and one of the things so, that's so it, great. It, it just, like, pulls you in further and you're just like, and I love... Holy crap, this is actually good. <laughs> By the time you get to the end of the, the season, like, you just go back to the original, like, first episode and you just see how far that angel has fallen because yes. <laughs> he's like, all right, off to the next one, let's go. <laughs> and at the beginning, he's like, oh, I don't think I actually finished the season. Where did where did the season end? I'm trying to remember. Doesn't it with the ogres? Right. I can't remember. Never mind. <laughs> because it keeps going, and you you get like a couple more angels that show up, like later on in the story, and they're like, "How come you're able to do this? Like we're normal angels, and we can't do this." And he's like, "It's like I'm fine. I don't know. Am I in trouble?" And the guy's like. I want to join you. I want to try. <laughs> the other angels are like, I want freedom. I'm bound by this freaking halo. I want freedom. <laughs> well, all right. I think we should move on. Okay. Yeah. So this next one, Kumo Deska Nanikat. Yeah. Or so, so what if I'm a spider? If you liked that time I was reincarnated by a slime, you are going to love this one. Yeah. I'm going to say that right off the do- off the bat. And this right here. So I went on a rant earlier about like, Video game, uh, video game fantasy world. This is one where it actually works, and it's because it takes its freaking time. Yes, with it as the spider slowly levels up, it makes sense. Yes, it is part of the plot and is part of the character progression. So it and works. That's what's beautiful about. It. I mean, you spend a lot of time with the character, like fighting all these different monsters and whatnot. But the main point of the story is the main character's progression. Like they get isekai, they wake up as a spider coming out of the egg and it's their like actual character's progression from that point on Mm -hmm. and that doesn't stop it's completely in their point of view and it's beautifully done Mm -hmm. it's been one of my top like so i've got a top three favorite isekai anime Mm -hmm. so slime Mm -hmm. wait that time was reincarnated slime (laughs) so so what if i'm a spider and then there's another one called um oh what's the ski guy Michibiku Isekai Dochu. I'm not even sure what the English name is. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the manga is not handled well. Well, the story in the manga is handled well for that one. The, the actual like artwork is kind of iffy. So but reading something from one. 
It's like this artwork sucks, but this is an amazing right. Story. But the artwork <laughs> is so charming, and that's what <laughs> ma- makes it it's, so great. It's true, but then you then read the remastered manga, and you're just all like, oh, oh, this is gorgeous. We're, we're, getting, <laughs> we're getting off topic. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and speaking of artwork, I just hope there's not going to be a lot of CGI in uh, this show because, <laughs> uh, so the back catalog for this set, studio, yeah. What was it? Millipensy. Yeah, that one. Berserk 2016, Berserk 2017. Oh, no! <laughs> you know, oh, no! no! <laughs> then again, they do hard. have some that look good that aren't, you know, CGI. Yeah. And so... Uh, well, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a healthy amount of CGI in this one. Hopefully uh, the, they learn their I, lesson. I will, I will say this. The design for the spider is different than the one from the manga. And I don't know which one I prefer more, so we'll just have to see. Because I really like the like that it just goes full spider for the manga. Yeah. And the anime cutesies it up, and I feel like that's going to make it more endearing in the long run. So right. Oh no! See. Oh no! It's a Crunchyroll original. Oh no! Oh no! That worries me. That does worry me. The, the just uh, know that the manga is really good. If the anime ends up sucking. The manga is good. The manga is fantastic. The light novel for it is fantastic. Well, I'm watching the PV right now, and I. Uh, uh, ee, yeah. Uh, oh, guys. Uh, you don't know. <laughs> There's some very weird looking shots. Yeah. Some yes. some that look great, but. Uh, oh, I don't know. If okay. Let's let's move on to our next one. So we've got wa- time to handle our... In the meantime, I'm watching the next season. video. Oh <laughs> okay. my gosh. So we're going to move on to Horimiya by Cloverworks, which I think is going to be... Cloverworks, I love them. One of... Yeah. The, I think it's going to be just a fantastic shoujo manga. This will be the shoujo, anime. This will be the shoujo of the season. Yes. Um, I don't normally do this with stories because you don't want to ruin your stories, but sometimes when I look at a manga and I'm like, holy dang, this one has, like, for this example over here, like 150 chapters. It's long. It goes on. And sometimes that sometimes that's a sign that it's doing really well. Sometimes it's a sign that it has gone way past its prime. So if I, when I see a manga that has so many chapters, I look at like the first couple and I'm like, okay, do I like the characters? Do I like the energy and everything? If so, I quickly jump on ahead and I'm like, do, yeah, I have no idea what's happening. But, do, mm-hmm. but do I still feel the same energy? Holy dang, the cuteness is there yeah. it is sustained and if the anime can capture that yes. that, that cuteness this will be a very endearing rom-com let me put watch. a little wind in that sail there because cloverworks did uh, a lot of the persona 5 animation promise neverland mm-hmm. and most importantly rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty confident that this one is going to be handled very well, and I am very excited. The hype is real. The hype is real. I know. I'm very. I'm very. I was already excited for this, but then when I was like, "Oh, I love Cloverworks," I'm trying to remember what I, else they've done. Really, I was like, "Bunny Girl." Okay. Like, I, fam, fam. My mm. Saturday mornings are going to just be anime. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm actually happy that that uh, this makes me happy that uh, Owl House and Amphibia haven't had their newest episode won't have their new episodes released until like end of february early march because that yeah. way i'll have time to to weed through all of this anime <laughs> yes all right all On right to Are the we... last of the new releases which is jobless reincarnation by studio bind i have been waiting for this one ever since i saw the initial teaser trailer which oh, is really? actually really way back yeah i saw it and i was just like this looks 
gorgeous. And I was just like, I know it's an isekai. Guy, uh, old guy gets reincarnated as a kid, mm-hmm. starts all over again. And I like that idea. And the thing is, is that there's other stories that have done that. And they always have, like, for instance, like Tanya. the, uh, yeah, there's Tanya. But um, I'm thinking about the one with the, the demon print, the demon king who goes to high school. Oh. Uh, the, the demon king misfit. Was that last oh. season or the season? Yeah, that two was... seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just all like, okay, well now I'm a, now I'm a teenager again, and I'm just like, I actually really wanted to see like yeah. him grow up. See yeah. him grow up. This is going to be the guy as he grows up, yes. and I am very excited to see that. Reading the first, reading the the beginning chapters, I love how pathetic the guy was, mm-hmm. and that given a second chance, he doesn't lose that. Right, yeah. and so he, but and he realizes it already as a kid, as he's being grown up, and he's sort of losing it, and it's just like sweet. There's a yeah. lot of room for character growth. He's yes. not the cool guy instantly. This is the kind of isekai that I've been looking forward to, yeah, for a long time. I've wanted it, and now I'm finally getting it. <laughs> and reading the manga, it, this is one I don't know. I'm like on the fence about this because like the setup seems. Like, it's interesting. Like, the setup is really interesting, but there's, like, things in the manga that's like, oh, boy, am I, like, not going to like this character? But then, like, every interaction he's had with other characters have been extraordinarily interesting. And so, like, like with his uh, magic teacher, like, how she, like, teaches him and, you know, he kind of learns and grows and then he surpasses. And then now the teacher is like, oh, no, like, why am I here? What's the point? You know, and, like, there's a lot of that kind of, like psychoanalytical stuff in this one which makes me very hopeful i didn't get particularly far in the manga on this one but i'm really interested to see how this one ends up because i could see it going either way it would i can see it becoming something that's truly amazing or just something that's it ends up being generic yeah yeah there's the danger is there but i feel like this could i feel like if it's pulled off well as i said just like having someone because the whole idea of portal fantasy and isekai fantasy is that you have a second shot at life yeah and in so many of these stories it is it is shameless wish fulfillment and mm-hmm. granted wish fulfillment is happening here uh with the main character but um but there's actual growth yeah yeah and i i remember reading like further into this one a while back before yeah like i even found out this was an anime and i i remember very clearly that it has it does a great job of introducing new characters and like keeping the old characters even though like by that point he's on this like epic journey clear across the world you're still having contact with the other characters in actual like plausible logical ways yeah and the character interactions are done great and so it is one i'm looking forward to this season yeah just because of that i'm if nothing else, I am very intrigued to see how this one ends up, especially since this studio is a new studio. Yeah. And the last time a new studio that I was like, oh, that's a new studio. I want to watch them. That was Tanya the Evil, who then went on to make a full length movie. Well, yeah, that too. But Wait, which studio did Tanya the Evil? Uh, nut. Nut? Oh. Yeah, the ones who did our la- our favorite anime from last season, which I can't even remember the name of. <laughs> Rental? <laughs> what? Rental Girlfriend? No. Uh, back- oh, that was further back. Yeah, it's further back. What is it called? We've talked about it endlessly. Oh my gosh. Oh, that that was um Decadence. Decadence, thank you. That wasn't last season, that was summer. Yeah, that was yeah. summer season, sorry. Yeah, I no, meant last De- season as Decadence of not still, this still season. should be anime of the year, but it will not be because people are dumb. People never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, Studio <clears throat> Nut 
has done some amazing stuff. Yeah. And this looks gorgeously animated. At least the trailer oh, I looks look the trailer. really well done. So, if anything, great editing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very I'm very interested on this one. But uh shall we go on to Le Piso Resistance? We're going to talk about the returning anime actually, for the season. Before we actually get to that, I do want to plug one anime that has no source material that I'm very excited about. Kind of as an honorable mention before we go into okay. the okay. Skate. Oh, yeah. I am I so excited. Really great stuff about that. So that's that. animated by Bones. It's an original well, story yeah. by Bones, Bones. You gotta get excited. Yeah. For. It's I, Bones. Like, I, they're gonna kill it. They're the ones who did FMA Brotherhood. Of course you gotta get excited Full for Full Metal Bones. Alchemist, Noragami, Bungo Stray Dogs, My Hero Academia, like... Bones are Bones is a legend. They are legendary. And so I am so excited to see what comes of this. Wait, Especially it? since it feels like, just from what I've seen of it, mm-hmm. it sounds and feels so much like Sandwich Desperados. <laughs> um, which is one of Lars' pieces of work, which he has on Amazon if you want to go give yeah, it a look. Go it give is it a read. Hilarious. It's a lot a of fun. Yeah. It feels like that, but instead of with, you know, but instead of racing illegal cars, street racing, it's, <laughs> it's downhill uh, skating. And yeah. I used to be a skater, so even better. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. There's so, there's so much great anime coming out this season. Yeah. It's going to be hard yeah. to keep up with it all. Which is good because I felt like there was a there was a lack of great anime this season. There was or, a lot of fun stuff to watch, yeah. but it, nothing had staying power. No, nothing yeah. really had staying power. Nothing I, really I knocked dropped it out all, apart. I dropped most of the stuff I was watching. Yeah. I still want to watch a bunch of the stuff, like The Wandering Witch, mm-hmm. and uh, I still want to watch Jujutsu Kaisen and all that. <gasps> I need stuff. to catch you up got, with that. You guys got to catch up with it. It is phenomenal. The but, only anime I actually stayed on top of this season was Higurashi. Sick. And granted, that being said, I'm still you know two episodes behind, but. I actually oh, watched no. that every week when it came out. Like I was so excited for it. Higurashi has been has been a blast to watch. It's so good. Oh my gosh! And this studio is knocking it out of the park. It looks so much better than the original. Yeah. Anyway, enough about Higurashi. Let's let's okay. talk about. Um, should we start with Nanman Biori? Which I'm excited for. Yeah. Just because Nanman Biori is it's precious. It's so cute. It's so cute. That's one of the I've few it's one of the few like slice of life pre- like, like anime fluff. girls doing anime Maybe. girl well, things. It's not all anime girl, well, mostly. Mostly. There's like the one guy character that like never talks. Yeah. But it's just cute <laughs> girls doing cute things and it's one of the few cute girls doing cute things stories that I've actually seen a significant chunk of without getting bored. Right. Um and so I'm very excited for this one. I doubt I'll actually end up watching the whole thing, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll, if I need to pick me up, I'll put on an episode right. or two. Then we have Seven Deadly Sins, which is, I believe has a cult following. It has a cult following, but it lost a lot of its following because the last season was so badly done. Oh. And I, I So I watched the Escanor fight, and I was like, wow, this is bad. Who yeah. did the... Because wasn't the second it, season... It, they, they, switched, they switched studios. Yeah. I can't remember which studio oh, took I'm gonna over. I'm going to look that up because... But, yeah, I mean, I'll say this. I've never been a real fan of Seven Deadly Sins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there are there are a lot of things that I do like, but it it's it, it's like it's like rummaging, it's like sifting, it's like sifting in the mud for for gold. When you mm-hmm. find the gold, you're like, oh, this is so cool! Like there are some amazing character moments and things, but for me, it was sifting too much mm-hmm. through the mud. Yeah, <laughs> I went from A One Studios to Studio Dean. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I mean, Studio Dean did Konosuba, but 
Studio Dean also did the original uh, Higurashi, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're they're yeah. not known for their polish. Let's just say that. Yeah, and so a Studio, yeah, A One, A One Studios, good stuff. Yeah, and this next one is also by Studio Dean. So, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't like the animation on the last season, I doubt you'll like it on the yeah. newest. All right. Next one is he's the original Cells at Work, the continuation. Oh, I am so excited for this season. Is yeah. this who's this animated by? Is this Dean or uh, no. David Productions? Yeah, I think it's David Productions. Oh, they are doing this one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this. Uh, so I mean, do we want to go with spoilers with this right here? No. No. Because I haven't finished okay. the first season. Uh, okay. I will say this. There. Uh, let's say this. There's a returning character for this season who is it phenomenal. Is. Uh-huh. And I love how it plays out in the manga. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, like, like if you got feel, like if you were feeling the feels by 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 the end of season one, uh, season two will do the exact same thing to you probably. And nice. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and I I just love everything that David Production does. Honestly, well, <laughs> to be frank, the only thing I don't like is the show that they're most known for. But you know, we won't talk about that. <laughs> I've, I'm full disclosure. I have never gotten into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm sorry, Same. Same. but I did thoroughly love uh, Fire Force. They did a great job. With yes. that. Fire Force is Cell Network was great. Phenomenal. And, so I'm and excited. I'm just gonna say this: it's really fun meeting, uh, being a teacher and teaching teenagers who try to who do JoJo's references. And then also being a guy who's not watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I can out JoJo my own students. <laughs> I love it. Give me that little bead right there. <laughs> All right, on to one I'm really excited for the third season of Log Horizon. Finally! Finally! It's about Finally. time. Oh my gosh, we've been. Ah! I've been waiting for this one ever since because I binged seasons one through two. Yeah, because a roommate of mine was all like, "Dude, you need to watch this." Like, yeah, because it was like it was rise. I was getting back into anime again. Yeah, and just like so many other people, I was into Star Online. He's like, and Ethan was kind enough to not be all like, "This sucks." He allowed me yeah. to figure that out for myself. Yeah, <laughs> but he was just he's just like, "Dude, if you like Star Online, you will love this even more." And yeah. true to form, like, yes. By the time I was done with with Log Horizon, I was like, I was like. Screw Sora Online. In fact, Block Horizon was one of the reasons why I started questioning everything that was going on with Sora Online and realized just how stupid it was. Well, and here's the (laughs) thing. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but let's talk about it now, briefly, uh, because this episode's already long enough. But (laughs) Sword Art Online... The thing about Sword Art Online that just ended up falling for me is the fact that it promises so much, but never follows through with it. And so when you're watching it for the first time, you're like, oh, man, this can be really cool. It's like, oh, it didn't do that. Oh man, but this next thing can be really cool. Oh, it didn't do that. Oh man, but and so you keep getting excited for what's to come, even though that thing that's coming never comes. And Death so on your second, because yeah. you actually get fulfillment from yeah. No, I agree. And so it's like by the time, like when you watch it for a second time, then you're like, no, that never, this never happens. Like, why are they setting this up when it's not even going to follow through? With it? Mm-hmm. You know. And so on your second watch through, that's when. I started noticing all the flaws in it because right. I wasn't blinded by the excitement of the premise mm-hmm. and blinded by the execution. Just poor Meanwhile, execution. Meanwhile, Horizon promises stuff and keeps that exactly. Oh and my it's gosh, so and I'm so ready because I the economic oh. invasion during yes. the festival. Oh. I didn't think like I was like, why are we doing all this? And then by the end, I was like, 
that was so well done. Yes. Oh my god. And like, I love some of the split off stuff for it too. Like the West Wing Brigade, which actually goes into detail on like what's going on at the start of Log Horizon, mm-hmm. while Shido and like the group are going up to Hokkaido. You've got the West Wing Brigade yeah, yeah. handling like the horrible stuff that is actually happening in the city because people can't handle what's going on. Mm -hmm. The anime barely touches on that kind of stuff. And then you get into like the side manga for it. And it's just like, Oh crap. There's so much stuff going on. What what I love about log horizon is that it takes a very realistic view on what if you had to world build as the players in and like, yes, you get brought back to life, but it's unforgiving. Yeah. It's still a very unforgiving world, and it is amazing because it makes sense why all of these different players don't exactly want to work together. Why there are rivalries, why there are full-out wars, why the why the why the NPCs don't trust the players, why the players don't trust the NPCs, and like even like the bizarre raid that they go on to like rob the game of its money, right? <laughs> like even yeah. that like makes total legit sense. Like it like the world building is just on point once again the world building and the character mm-hmm. development uh, are in sync with each other right and they they do there's another split off manga which talks about um dang it what's her name the the girl that like everybody in the debauchery tea party was like always following around and that shido's like in love with whatnot there's a full-on oh, split off oh, manga about her really her yeah oh my god and it's, it's so it's so much fun though i love Though there was part of the anime that they covered mm-hmm. about that, and I think she, that was where she, start, where she starts coming on in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're gonna have her actually come into the story now, and I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be beautiful, mm-hmm. especially because Leonardo's gonna be there, and I love Leonardo so much. Leonardo is amazing. I love his character. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one, B Stars. Okay, I am super excited for this. I love the first season of B Stars, and I've loved the manga. I, I still am, need to watch and I read B Stars. So excited for this. Like, uh, what I was so. If anyone, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, "What the heck is B Stars?" Imagine like rated R uh, Zootopia. Yes, is, is, is essentially what it is, and I love Zootopia because it has a very kid friendly way of addressing some very big issues. And I know some people rat like 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 to rail on it for that. It is okay to take a more kiddie version approach to to a big problem. Yeah, B Stars does it all, and I'd say that B Stars does a better job than most stories written here in the West trying to deal with like racial integration, racial yeah. violence yeah. and yeah. everything like that interracial relationships. B stars, B stars blows nearly all American um, works on the, on the subject out of the water, mm-hmm. which I know I'm going to anger someone like that. Some people by saying that, uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that it does not hold back. Yeah. Well, and I think the reason it doesn't hold back is it's viewed from, well, I mean, and Japan has its own share of problems. I'm not going to deny that. Japan definitely has its own share of problems when it comes to, like, racism and segregation and, like, ethnicity. But, like, looking at this kind of stuff, you look at the U.S., it's almost like Beastars was written from the point of view of an outsider looking in instead of from somebody with a bias inside of the country writing the story Mm -hmm. and then, like, that affecting the story in the long run. Yes. And I think it's wonderfully, so wonderfully done, partially. It, I mean, it's not all of it, for sure. Is because it's from the outside looking in, and it's yeah. from an outsider's perspective. And I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot less of, like... How do you say this? Like It's not preachy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also, like, it doesn't have... 
like that pre trying to figure out so how do i explain this yeah kind of so you know how like we were talking earlier about how like isekai or or, like the anime video game Mm. fantasy world all have kind of this like preconceived like standard Mm -hmm. right i feel like since this is coming from japan where they have a very different view a very different take on these kind of things they don't have that preconceived standard that we do here in america like when we talk about like you know racial segregation those kind of things there's always like kind of almost a generic yeah thing to it you know what i mean you get what I'm saying? And so it's like this, since it's kind of the, f- not necessarily the first of its kind, but it's like, it's so unique. It's so yeah. its own. It doesn't have that, that cliche yeah. to it. Yeah. And, 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 and like the, and the characters are characters that you can just like really get into. Like, I love Lagoshi mm-hmm. as the main character. And, and the more, and I love how the manga just continues to develop them. Yeah. And so like, I'm really looking forward to, to this upcoming arc. We're going to get some fantastic fights, some fantastic reveals. It is a perfect, it should be a perfect follow-up to season one. Because season one actually has a lot of loose threads. Mm-hmm. And, and and like that could be great on some people's nerves. Because it's like, wait, there's still so many things. Who committed the murder? Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. All right, on to our next one, which is Quintessential Quintuplets. Has any of us even seen this? I have no. not. Nope. I had no desire to I watch think, this. I think it has its own following for yeah. sure. Oh, it definitely does. not really something I'm interested in. Yeah. No, I'm a pass on this one. Yeah. Okay, uh, though, quick story time. Oh, oh no. Just be... <laughs> I, I, I one time I, dated a quintuplet and they all... No. And I no. kissed them all at the same time. That's no, where Lars is no, going no, with this no, story. So it, it's a, <laughs> no, it's somewhat, somewhat similar to that. So... Oh! <laughs> I was just shooting my shit. <laughs> so, so there were, so there were these three, so there were these three girls that used to come to institute dances. Oh boy, here yeah. we go. Let's hear it, Lars. So, 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 so quick, so quick background. Uh, since we're Latter Day Saints, we got we we like in the in the single scene. There's lots of different activities, whatnot that people can do, and church there dances. Are plenty of dances, and they are actually cooler than that than it sounds to say church dances. Yeah. Um. At least the ones I've been to. <laughs> They've been hit or miss for me, but yeah. Yeah, say you yeah. got gotta be down Tucson. Tucson's where it's rocking, at least it was at one point. Flagstaff had some pretty good dances, yeah. but then G got wasn't allowed to DJ anymore and then well, they got there, there was a reason for that. And yeah, I'm there was. And I'm part of the reason for that. Oh. Yeah. oh, oh. But that's another story. <laughs> that's another story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> In any case. <laughs> so um so so I, so at one of these dances there were these three girls that came on in in um uh tucson's near the border these girls looked like they had just hopped the border come on over like probably come up from nogales uh, for, for this dance because a lot of people come to these uh, to these large uh to these large dances and two really like all of them are actually really cute but two were like hot and so all of the guys would come and ask one of the two hot girls out to dance the other two would then follow Oh no! And would then try to dance with the guy at the same time. The guy would always get freaked out and either try to pull his dance partner away, or he would just give up and leave. So I, so I, uh, so I went and I asked one of the hot girls for it for a dance, and the other two followed. And at first I was dancing, and then they came in like flanks, and I was just like, "Are we? Do we all want to dance?" So like, yeah, like. Well then, let's come on in. And so it's like, we, so like we all just like linked arms. It was just like it was one of the uh, most awkward dances of all time. But I got to dance with all three girls. And the thing, though, the thing was this: the unspoken rule between these three girls was was that 
that a guy had to ask because there was one girl who was short mm-hmm. and not as like she was the cute one the other two were the hot ones yeah. once the unspoken rule was you had to ask out the cute one for a dance first before you could dance alone with one of the hot girls oh. that was an unspoken rule between the between these three and I actually just ended up having just like a fun time dancing with all with all three of them. Eventually, I took the yeah. cute girl out for a dance, and then I got danced with one of the with one of the hot ones. I so wish I could remember their names, but this is like years and years ago. <laughs> back when I was a different man. Back when I was a different man. Back back when I was nineteen years old. Yeah, I know. Aww, cute Lars. This, this is our this is our going for a while now. Uh, but like, but so like, in case looking at this right here, yes, this is actually one of those instances where you can like as weird as it sounds. You can find yourself in a situation where you have, where you're essentially having to date three girls at the same time. And I did for one night because there was because it was another dance where you're supposed to bring a date. I showed up stag. I was going to get thrown out. These three girls had shown up without a date, and all three were like, "This guy knows our deal right here." And so I had. All I like three- your funny words, magic man. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got to date three girls. <laughs> At oh, the same yes. time, in no awkwardness, and like everyone at the dance was just all like, "You lucky son of a bitch! How did you manage?" That? <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not telling you guys the secret." <laughs> nice. Well, if I've learned anything from Rental Girlfriend, is don't judge an anime by its premise. Uh, and so, I mean, if you enjoy this, then you enjoy this, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I'm not gonna hate on that. I, I mean, maybe eventually I'll give it a shot. Uh, I don't know. Tell us on Camille's harem subreddit if we should watch this or not. Give us a right. reason to to enjoy it. Yeah. But. All right, on to oh, we're gonna be here for a while. We're gonna be here for a while. We're <laughs> we're gonna talk about the next, well, the continuation of the current season of ReZero. Lars, have you read ahead in the light novel for this? <laughs> I have not read ahead in the light novel. I read ahead. In, on, the, on the web novel? On the web novel. Oh, okay. Which is, which is an a lot entirely different. different beast. Yes. So I know things that are coming up, but they actually have, but I ended up reading apparently what happened mm. after this arc. Oh. So I don't know how this arc ends. I know what happens in the next arc. And so I, I so, still don't know how this arc ends, but I have read ahead in the light novel, just like a volume and a Actually, I don't even think half a volume. Uh, Just a volume, essentially. More or less. I can say that the first two episodes of this season is probably going to set the internet on fire. Uh, and I'm very excited to see that happen. I, I think... love that the season is going to like destroy oh, the internet. I'm so excited! And this is the best time to be an anime fan. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> if you thought season two, like the first half of season two, was good, oh boy, howdy, we got some stuff coming, and I'm I, excited. I am really excited to see how this goes. Just like just uh, just the preview alone for the for this upcoming season, like. I love seeing Subaru man up and actually take charge in a situation oh, yeah. when he's actually being a hero, though in his own weird, dastardly way. I love that. It took us 13 volumes to get there, but Subaru is finally learning. <laughs> it's about damn time. Ren will be so happy when she wakes up. If she wakes up. Oh, I, no. love, I, I, I don't love, know. Ren's going to be real disappointed about how much progress has happened between Subaru and, and Amelia. Amelia. I know. I, know. Yeah. I love Rem so much, though. I love Subaru Rem, but... Subaru does not deserve Rem. No, exactly. And that's why I'm like, I love Rem, but no. Rem and Subaru... Rem deserves so much more, therefore she shouldn't have Subaru. 
<laughs> that's my that's my mentality. And, that, and now you just set the internet on fire. Yeah, that. I did. And it's like <laughs> learning more about Amelia's backstory really contextualizes why those two work well. Because they have not necessarily parallel backstories, but they have some sort of like understanding that is more than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, I love Ram. I love Ram. I love... In all honesty, almost yeah. all the characters of ReZero are, are phenomenal. Yeah. Which is insane because as such a pantheon of characters, yeah. it's very hard for a show to make the entire freaking huge cast uh, likable. Yeah. Right. Krush is still best girl. Fight me in the comments. Oh, no. Mm. Oto her. might be Oto might be best girl. Let's Oto be Oto is best girl. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I'd want to I'd want to ask Krush out for on a date because she's my type of girl. Oh, she's yeah. strong. She can bend me backwards. And she's, she's witty. And she's witty. That's all and I she, care about. And 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 she's successful. Like I I don't have a chance with her, but I would still try. Oh yeah, a, <laughs> a freaking man. <laughs> All right, can we move to the next one? Sure. Yeah. All right, that time I got reincarnated as a slime is getting a second season. That's going to be a rip-roaring good time. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh I have read ahead in this one, uh-huh. in the light novel online, just like how the main character, he like starts as a lily slime, and mm-hmm. he keeps climbing, gets more powerful, gets more people under him. Mm-hmm. That's just going to continue, and it's so just going to keep going higher. What, what, see, and this, is, and this is one of the things that, I, that, that I'm very interested in seeing how it's done. Because, like, for coming back to Western storytellers, Brandon Mole is a genius at at besting what he just wrote previously. Yeah. Like, reading the Fablehaven series, you're like, there's no way that you can beat what you just wrote. Oh, you just beat it. There's no mm-hmm. way you can beat what you just wrote. You beat it. There's no way you just beat it. <laughs> like, yeah, it just, just keeps climbing. He, he one-ups himself, and you're just like, how the heck did you do that? And I'm hoping that to see that. It's just yeah. like, how do you one-up what he's yeah. doing? And then just like, you slime god you. <laughs> no. it. I, I love it so much. Especially... And and I think this is what's like keeping people in. It mm-hmm. left you on a cliffhanger. The previous season ended on a cliffhanger, and so people have been waiting for the start of this next thing. And it is probably one of the most epic isekai like anime things I've ever seen. Like when I read ahead in the manga in the light novel, like what covers next, what's going to happen in the first few episodes of this season. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. I'm so excited. It is downright awesome. Up next, Dr. Stone. Has any of us seen Dr. Stone? Oh, you have. I really enjoy Dr. Stone. I've heard it's fantastic. I've just never sat down and watched it. Dr. Stone is very much in the same vein as uh, Cells at Work, where Mm -hmm. it's education made fun. (laughs) And I I like the buildup to the war that we're going to be getting um, and all the different kinds of confrontations. There are some things about the world building of Dr. Stone that I'm just like, eh, that's a stretch. Yeah. But... uh, but the carrot, but the characters, their interactions with each other, the over-the-top personalities, at least, really keep me on in and make the whole education side of things fun. And it's finally building up to a point where it's like, okay, the entire first season is really all just a prelude to what the second season is supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, so like there were because there were a bunch of people who were just all like, I like I can't like. I get that people like this, but I just can't go through this entire show. Like, what's even the point? And, I, and we're and finally getting to the point. We're getting to the point. And I feel like that's part of the gamble with like a long, with a long buildup to yeah. to something right here because you know because you don't know if the payoff is going to be right. In but other I words, feel, I feel like Dr. Stone will. Do... <laughs> 
Well, Wack Food delivers, though. Wack Food delivers phenomenally, <laughs> but oh my gosh, was that a slog to get through? <laughs> I'm so excited for the fourth season of oh, Wack Food. I am too. I am, All right. And I'm one of those people that made it possible. I, I, yeah. dropped, I dropped in a few hundred euros to... Shoo! <laughs> Hot dog. To boost that, because I was all like, oh, oh. We're making this thing happen. I think this wow. next one is one that Scott is particularly I'm super excited. excited about it. So I may have mentioned it in previous seasons, but what I'm studying in school, what I'm going out in, in like my career is all based around outdoor recreation and you do camp because I love anime. I love being outdoors. I love like all of the aspects of it. You do camp hits all of my buttons and I love it so much. It, it it was a euphoric experience watching this anime. Like, just the first season. And I can't wait for this next season to come out. Scott just consistently has a nature boner on anytime he's watching this yes! show. Yes! Not because, of the, not because of the cute girls doing cute things, but because of the nature. Yeah, it's such a pretty anime. It honestly yeah. freaking is. Anytime it takes the time to, like, look at, like, the surroundings and, like, the how beautiful the area is, it... It's stunning. The artwork in it when it it does, it really, yeah, it does. It really does pop. And so that's what makes me so excited for this actual second season. Because they came out with like the little mini episodes um, a season or two ago. And I wasn't happy with that. Mm -hmm. They called it like room camp or something. And it was only, it was like those like three or five minute episodes. And it was just like the fun little comedy and the characters getting along, which... Which is great, but it didn't. It doesn't tickle it doesn't, your fancy. Yeah, it doesn't tickle my fancy, fancy like the original <laughs> anime did. Mm-hmm. And I love the original anime. It's so well done. It's it to me. It is the epitome of cute girls doing cute things. Yeah, it is the epitome, and it does it so well. It it's awesome. I love yeah. it. I'm so looking forward to this one. Awesome. I'm excited to sit down and watch this with you because I've never yes. actually seen yes. laid or laid back camp or Yudu camp, however you want, whatever name you want to put it under. But this is one that has been on my radar for a while that I've wanted to see. I think I think you'll actually yeah. really enjoy it. It's no, a, I, I'm sure I will. That's why I've been excited. It's a good story. The humor is wonderful, and it looks done. adorable. And it is adorable. It's absolutely yeah. adorable. All right, on to Promise Neverland. Yes, I've been waiting for this one. Here's the here's the thing. <clears throat> So I know that a lot of people who've read through the manga are like the first arc is the best arc. It's just all down there. It's just all downhill from from there. I am curious to see how that stacks up because yeah. the first arc has an incredible premise of young kids who are smart or athletic or just cute in essentially what's a farm, a very yeah. well fortified, well disguised farm for uh, for cultivating these kids for eating. And using household items, they escape. Mm-hmm. Like, that is pretty intense. And then, I mean, the, the stakes just get upped and upped as the season goes on. Yeah. So, The Promised Neverland Season 2 will have a lot to live up to. But from the looks of it, they're diving right on into a lot of the crazy stuff that, that, that they discover the when they leave the home. And so, I think that The Promised Neverland Season 2 is going to break that stigma that it's all downhill from arc one, I think it's going to be the pacing yeah. that does it. Okay. Did you ever watch uh, Zeref of the End? I have not. You have not? Okay. So my original... So I've actually never seen... Disclosure. I haven't seen Promised Neverland the first season yet. And part of the reason was is because when I first heard about it, it reminded me a lot. Like the original premise reminded me a lot of Zeref of the End, which is, you know, 
at least the first episode, it follows like these kids who live under the rule of vampires and they're essentially just there as blood bags, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Zeraph of the End well enough, but ultimately by the end of it, I it was it left me very disappointed. And although I enjoyed watching it as it came out each week, it was very, very good at cliffhanger endings. Phenomenally well at cliffhanger endings. But when you actually like watch the episodes back to back, it kind of falls apart, to be honest. But I, I think my initial reaction for Promised Neverland was just colored by Seraph of the End's ultimate disappointment. Mm-hmm. And not saying that Seraph of the End is disappointing, but I just was disappointed by the anime by the end of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the manga's fine, but I don't know what happened with that, especially the second season. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Promised Neverland. Yeah. But I will say this. Yeah. I, I've got high hopes for season two. I've loved the characters, and I'm really excited to see how they adapt what happens when they're outside of the outside of the home. Yeah. And they begin to learn about what's really going on in the world. Because it's not as simple as, you're here for food. There's yeah. so much There's more. a lot of... There's so much okay. more that's coming their way. Mm-hmm. All right. And our last one, which actually is already airing, mm-hmm. is Attack on Titan. Wow. So far, it's... Wow. <laughs> if you're not already watching this while you're listening to this, like, go watch it. <laughs> If you already, it's Attack on Titan. You know what you're going to get. Go watch it. <laughs> Why do you need us to talk about it? Anyway, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I, you know, well, you guys, uh, I, you guys have heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. I just have the hardest time yeah. moving on with Attack on Titan. I've read, uh, so I read to where this current season is yeah. in the manga, and I will be honest, I don't like it. Yeah. I think it's, I think this is one of the weirdest, convoluted, strange messes and that people have given it a pass because they love the characters. And yeah, there's a lot to love about some of these characters and there's a lot to love about the world and everything. But I'll be honest, at a certain point, I was just all like, how did we get from the beginning to here? And now once again, something like Full Metal Alchemist yeah. Brotherhood, how did we get from, oh crap, we, we screwed up trying to bring mom back to, yeah. we are fighting a literal god. Yeah. Like that, like, like if you, if you make that kind of a jump, it's like, well, that's really crazy. But Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood ties everything in well together, together and yeah. it constantly comes back to it mm-hmm. attack on titan just shoves ahead yeah and it's just and all forgets like gets everything that's happened in and the past. and and if you try to go back and reconcile what happened in the past yeah. they're like this doesn't actually make much sense yeah why are these characters only acting this way what the frick and i yeah. understand why people love it the fight scenes mm-hmm. are fantastic as i said people like the characters they're those who are just like who like the crazy twists and if you like crazy twists for being crazy twists then than Attack on Titans for you. Yeah. But I have such, like, yeah. Yeah. I I got to a certain point where I'm just like, I don't want to move on. I've had so many people tell me, give it a second chance, give it a second chance. I will probably binge the whole thing once it's done. Like, once I know it's all over and I can just, I can just get rid of it in the summer, I'll binge, I'll probably binge it this summer and just to say, I finished it because I've dedicated so much freaking time, but I don't like where the story went. Yeah, that's fair. So I read up to actually where the first episode ended. So that's as far as I read up to. And so it's after the time skip. They've kind of introduced the new set of characters. And And I like some of the new characters. Oh, yeah, I do, too. And so it's like one thing. Did you ever watch like season two and season three? Uh, Let's see here. Because I've watched parts. Okay. The anime is leagues better than the manga. 
This well, is one of those it's, few... It's easy to do that yeah. when the manga is so freaking dry. It is. It's very dry. And I feel like the anime does a great job of, like we were talking about earlier, elevating it. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those instances in which it really elevates it. And so I think, whereas I have a lot of issues with Attack on Titan as a whole, but I don't need to get into that because I feel like this is really, like, if you like Attack on Titan, you already know you you already know you like Attack on Titan. So go watch it. But mm-hmm. I think definitely give it a shot. If you didn't like season one, hold in there. Season two gets better. Season three is actually pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then we get this weird time jump, which... I don't know how this ends yet. I mean, I've only seen and read see, as far I, see, as the I've time, gotten. The time jump made total, like, yeah. made big sense to me. Like, when, when the anime onlys were all like, time jump, what? I'm like, oh, of course we need a time jump because... Nothing else to happen. Yeah, yeah, nothing else to happen. And it sets up really well, like, the next conflict, mm-hmm. the reveals and everything, which which that got me in, which I, which one of, that's one of the reasons why I got so upset and why I just stopped reading because yeah. I got more invested in it again. I was like, what new stuff are we going to discover? And that's mm-hmm. when I was like, this has just become so convoluted. Yeah. I don't I don't care anymore. Oh, it certainly is. And, and- so I'm excited <laughs> to see how this season ends up wrapping everything up because I feel like, especially, I think it's, is it Wit or is it their parent company uh, who's animating it? Regardless. I thought it was Studio Wit. I think Studio Wit I don't know. I'd have to actually look it up, but I'm not going to worry about that. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. I'm very interested to see how this will all wrap up because I haven't read to the end yet. And so I could see that there is so much happening. And at first it's very overwhelming, but I can see it. If it all can come together and if the anime can pull off it all coming together, I think that this could be incredible. Mm -hmm. That being said, you know, it's still Attack on Titan. You know what I mean? (laughs) It It's wit. For the final season? Yeah. Well, at least uh, I think it's for the for the whole thing. Well, it says Mappa, which is oh, the oh, parent. Oh, no, that's right. It is Mappa. Yeah. It is the parent company, I believe. Yeah. And they're, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen, Dororo, Dororo. Oh, Dororo is so freaking good. Then again, they also did God of High School, so, you know. Actually, God of High School's fights were fantastically animated. God of God of High School had so much potential to it. Its fights were really good, but the setup yeah. for the fights and the payoff for the fights were yeah. awful. And the so the first episode of the final season is more or less just a half an hour fight, and it was incredible. Very, very well animated, but not a lot of stuff actually happened, and so let's see what happens. Anyway, with that with that note. <laughs> Scott, yeah, we're, we've got we've yeah. got it. We've gone on pretty long, but uh, honestly, like because so many shows were being put shoved out of 2020 because of everything weird yeah. that was happening, this means that 2021 and maybe even 2022 are going to be absolutely very heavily stacked, sodden with so much content. Yeah, know? the one anime I was ready to call anime of the year last year still hasn't aired. We'll probably talk about that next season, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully hopefully we'll be able to talk about that next season, because I'm tired of not being able to talk about it. I just want to your eternity already, please. I'm so excited. (laughs) Anyway, this has been the Need for Weed podcast. We appreciate you listening. If you want to support us, uh, we'd appreciate it. Go check out our YouTube channel called Camille's Harem, uh, where Lars has a lot of discussions and debates and not really debates that's not the right rants rants there it is <laughs> rants and raves about animes books storytelling all sorts of good things so go check us out there oh, yeah. uh we also have a, another podcast called camille's harem as well 
there's a running theme here, where we talk about writing advice, our journeys as new authors, and we read terribly written smutty fanfics. And even sometimes published works. Published works, like in the case of Kissing COVID-19. That was a fun one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good rip-roar and good time. So go go join us there. If you want to contact us, the best way to do so is on our subreddit, Camille's Harem, or r slash Camille's Harem. Uh, all one word, no apostrophes, you know the drill. Yeah. Engage with us. With, with us, us. Engage with us, because we would love to hear your opinions. <laughs> what did, What are you most excited about for this season? We'd love to hear it. Yeah, I personally am stoked for ReZero and Does It Work Black and what was the other one? One of the Cloverworks ones. Horemia. That's the one, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah no, there's some I'm great excited. ones I'm coming out. I'm excited for both yeah. Cells, uh, Cells at Work and ReZero Season 2 and Stars. Yeah. Those are my those are my big ones. Yeah, we were talking about this before we recorded, but th- th- I mean, the new manga, there's quite a few good ones coming out that are brand new, but the returning season is where it's going to be this season, yeah. I feel like. The same with next season. Oh, I haven't even looked at next season. The next season should be uh, My Hero Academia returning, oh. and that's going to be wild. Oh, yeah. baby. And one of our next episodes is probably going to be our watch drop about what we've actually seen mm-hmm. of what's come out. And so we'll actually be able to talk about the ones that didn't have manga. Yeah. And I think there may be some really good ones in there as well. So yeah. stay tuned. We'll talk about more anime later. I mean, that's what we do as an anime podcast. Imagine Woo. that. I'm excited. All right. Ayanara Oka-san. Juice. This is our wreck bit. We're going to wreck your bits with a little bit of classic Pokemon, which <laughs> if you haven't already watched the first season of Pokemon, turn turn this podcast off right now and go watch it because it's yes, a classic. Yes. It's yes. worth your time. And let's talk about that. I'm, I'm because, stuck in the classic, man. Yeah. I love the OG Pokemon adventure. Uh-huh. Ash trying to make it to the final four failing and everything because that's just what ash does yeah he fails (laughs) he fails what i do and one of the things i like about about the original the original running is that it opens up with you getting to see ho yeah and it's net that's never addressed fully or resolved because it is there's so much more out there oddly enough i almost feel like that's the downfall of a lot of the new pokemon stuff is that it's just like stuff yeah right so much stuff and it's like okay why is it when there's all this extra stuff, how did they never address any of that earlier? Like, it's just yeah. uh, the inconsistency. And there's just, at some point, it's just like, there's just too many. There's yeah. just too many. Just there used me, to be just, a time just, when you could actually catch them all. Exactly. Just yeah. give and me, you can't Just anymore. give me my Charizard, my Blastoise, <laughs> and my and uh, my Ivysaur, and I'm just going to be happy. Yeah. yeah but... But I love I, I love it for what it is because it's just it's a bunch of it's just a bunch of silly childish sometimes really dark or poignant mm-hmm. stories in, in just the ever evolving adventures of Ash and friends and and I like that and I feel and I feel like later seasons of Pokemon miss out a bit on that charm yeah yeah no I I would agree that especially the first two seasons like yeah Johto you mean Kanto and yeah Joto. Kanto and Johto are the two strongest that being said though though it's not necessarily the first two seasons that's like the first six seasons well yeah, yeah. the first two yeah arcs, and then there's the, and then there's the whole orange league which is kind of weird but yeah. i give the orange league a pass because that's when 
Ash and Charizard like really bond. Mm-hmm. So I will yeah. say though, I think May is a exponentially better character than Misty. Am I gonna get flack for that? Probably, Probably. but I stand by it. I think May <laughs> is a sweetheart and I love her. And Misty, I don't know. I just never really liked Misty, Misty that much. Yeah. It, Misty's, she really just graded on me. M- Misty had a ton of potential, and she mm-hmm. got relocated kind of to a side character in Joe. Mm-hmm. She's literally there to hold Togepi. Yeah. Later on, yeah. and it's just yeah. like and it's like she was a fun, bombastic character, and she then got relocated yeah. to side character. And I feel like the authors for like the TV Pokemon mm-hmm. like started listening to people late, but it wasn't until like much later on that. So you get like Pokemon Black. Yeah. Where you've got Serena and, oh, there's actually sparks flying between Serena and Ash. Well, before then, oh, they're just a female companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about all it is kind of idea. But then, I mean, who knows where that goes because yeah. he goes off to Hawaii or <laughs> Alola or whatever it's called yeah. and leaves Serena in the dust. And somehow manages to get a different art style. I have heard that <laughs> if if you divorce the new Pokemon from the old Pokemon, you can enjoy it quite thoroughly, but I've mm-hmm. never been able to, mm-hmm. so yeah. I haven't I mean, been no, able to enjoy and here's it And here's the thing. It's hard to beat hijinks like mm-hmm. Haunter, uh, Haunter and Gengar literally killing Ash and Pikachu yeah. <laughs> to go on a ghost adventure. There's very few... <laughs> as a side note, there are very few films that can make me cry as hard as the first Pokemon film. Yes! Yeah. Or... Or Pokemon 2000. Like, I recently rewatched that, and it had me sobbing. And I'm like, why can't Pokemon do this to me anymore? What happened? It, where did the where did the charm go? I know they got a different director after the third movie, and that, you know, it's a bummer. So, so there's that. I think I think a lot of it is just kind of the... Uh, like, it, it comes back to the idea of the power of friendship, but the power of friendship only works as a compelling storyline for so long. And and so, like, for, like, Mewtwo, it works because yeah. Mewtwo is a straight-up villain who has to be redeemed. Uh, for Pokemon 2000, it is more like chaos rather than a straight-up villain. Yeah. And so... And then the rest of the show has already given us all the different ways in which the power of friendship and love will pull you through. And so you face off against life and against evil. Once you've done that, like, really, where where can you go? Yeah. Ash, hook up with someone. I'm only 11. <laughs> I've been 11 for the last 25 years. Or what about you, Brock? <laughs> I'm going to use my frying pan as a drying pan. This is why you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> All right, I think that's good. That's been that's been a wreck bit. That's been a wreck bit. I hope that wrecked your bits real good. <laughs> We're going to go sleep now. Yes, please. Okay, bye.